Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, party people? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday. June 15th, another fun night in the NBA. And I, and I, listen, I really want to open the podcast talking about soccer. Rob G will kneecap me if I attempt that, but I'm just telling you folks right now Copa America underway, messy on Monday. Uh, Euro 2020 was off the hook on Monday. I mean, I'm, I'm gripped by these soccer games. And I had a buddy text me on Monday Hey, does anybody want to get together? For it's like France versus England at noon or something crazy, some 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 game in Euro 2020, and I'm like, you know what? I think I can make time for that. And I'm I'm way into the soccer of summer. Yes, I just bought into a soccer team that kind of factors in. But this is straight fire. I don't have too many fire takes about the group stage in uh, Copa America or Euro 2020. That being said, I have some fire NBA takes. Now listen, I had pondered. Rob G and I, you guys know the drill. We we swap a bunch of texts. What's the best take? You know, what stories am I missing? And this Dallas Luca thing, we're going to get to. But we've been hammering Luca lately, probably too much for a 22 year old who has yet to win a playoff series. And this situation is percolating between a former gambler and Luka Doncic, allegedly, according to a report. But we'll get to that. I just I just have to open up because I you know we kind of glossed over Hawks Sixers after Philly took the series by the throat 
after choking away, uh, you know, the the first game, they were getting destroyed for a half. They storm back and then gag it away at the end and end up losing. Since then, they own the next two games. And that looked to be the case in game four, right? They were going to put away the Hawks, the pesky little Hawks. They were up, I believe, 14. Uh, at one point, it was something like 13 at halftime. And what the hell happened to Joel Embiid? I don't know if he's injured. I don't know if he went out, you know, Sunday fun day in uh, Buckhead or hitting the Atlanta clubs. Maybe, you know, Lou Will's guys in Atlanta and the ATL hooked him up with some wings, uh, some something. Because Joel Embiid had probably the worst playoff game I've ever seen him play. He was atrocious. Four for 20 shooting. He was 0 for 12 in the second half. And primarily because he could do nothing, the Hawks were able to storm back and win. And folks, there was a moment where Joel Embiid, you know, thought he got fouled. And of course, there was no foul because Embiid, all he does is whine, cry. I mean, there was a moment... um, where the ref was like, basically, stop giving me garbage, and the and the fans are yelling at Embiid, and he looks at him, he just says, "Shut the f up." I mean, it's very clear. Um, it was all over Instagram. I know you guys aren't all over Instagram, but whatever. Um, and and then Embiid later lobbying for a foul call inside doesn't get it, and he stays down and he's grabbing his knee, and I'm like, "Is this guy ever going to be healthy?" Because anytime Embiid goes down, it's similar to Anthony Davis, right? At this point, Anthony Davis, you talk to any Laker fan. Anthony Davis looks, he's starting to, you know, the glass man. You know, he, he's very fragile, and every time he goes down, it's like, oh, geez, we lost AD for a week. Even if he just falls down and then he goes to the free throw line. There's concern. Well, Embiid grabs his knee, and I'm telling you guys, he looked gassed in the second half, settling for a bunch of bad threes. And it, listen, I have defended Ben Simmons ad nauseum, okay? I've taken heat for it, and I get that. But... A, Ben Simmons was not on the floor when the Sixers had a chance to tie the game and send it to overtime. They had to pull him because maybe the Hawks would foul instantly. Ben Simmons, not really an offensive option. They're running everything through Embiid in the last like three minutes of a close game, and Embiid just didn't want any of the Clint Capella smoke. <laughs> yeah, it went there. Inside. And he settled for bad shots and couldn't get to the line late, and they lose the game. And listen, I don't know that there's a strong case, Rob, that the Hawks can win this series. But 76ers also already lost Danny Green. The kid, uh, Korkmaz, came in the, off the bench, and they have him firing late in the game, which was surprising. But, Rob, this team, outside of Embiid, just is not that impressive. And I've defended Ben Simmons forever. Rob, my takeaway was, geez, if Embiid is not 100%, the Hawks can steal this sucker. Remember, Trey Young, who got a tech, the refs are sick of his stuff too. Refs are uh, letting him play, but not letting him talk. Um, Trey Young was 8 for 26. He had 25 points on 26 shots. He did have 18 assists. Um, Trey Young's a fun player to watch. But I'm just saying the Hawks missed 28 threes. Okay? 30% from deep, shot 36% from the field, and still got the win. If Embiid is not 100%, just keep an eye on the Hawks. I don't think this is as much of a wrap as I thought it was uh, you know, 36 hours ago. Rob, are you in agreement? The Sixers, they got some trouble. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, um, when we were talking off the air last week, we were talking about this series, and even though Joel Embiid was getting like 40-plus in each of the first two games, I told you then, like, he doesn't look like he's moving very well. I know that he's scoring well, 
but defensively he didn't look the way that he had looked throughout the most of the season. And you saw last night, I think it was the first time that we all saw that it affected him on the offensive end too. Because, I mean, I know you like to say that he settled for jumpers in that second half. I'm looking at the shot chart here, and, and six of his 12 attempts, or excuse me, five of, her, of his 12 attempts were inside the dotted line of the paint. Including so, the missed layup, right? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you he, know, that, he, that was a bad brick. He, he wasn't, like, settling in the way that I think you might suggest or the way it came off initially. But, like, to your point, if Joel Embiid is not Joel Embiid, like the guy that we know, the guy who's going to dominate inside against damn near anybody in the NBA, this Sixers offense is, is just ugly. I mean, and it's, it's not it, like, yeah, Rob, remember, uh, Doc Rivers is known for blowing leads. Okay. He's blown three, three, one leads. No other coach in NBA history has done that ever. Okay. Proceed. Sorry. No, I mean, just to your point about Ben Simmons, I mean, at some point, I mean, I know, I know that their offense is a little bit clunky because of the MB clogging the paint issue, but at some point you'd expect him to take even an incremental step forward offensively. He is a complete liability offensively mm. I, I feel i you know it hurts to hear that um i i it just feels like Embiid is so much the guy like if sim okay let's just hypothetically you put ben simmons on the orlando magic and he's the number one guy and if you build around him i could argue the ceiling is higher with ben simmons as your number one than it is with Embiid, primarily because of the Embiid injury history. And I don't know that that's going to be a popular take in Philly, but I, I just want to remind you, Rob, Joel Embiid free throw attempts first three games of this series. He was 14 of 15 in game one. He was 12 of 16 in game two. He was 12 of 16 in game three. And in game four, when I said he settled, he was eight of eight. Like I, I, at some point, like dude, you're seven. What is he? Seven, one, seven, two. Like Clint Capella is capable, but Bro, he's fouling you every time. Get inside, get to the line, get the free points. He's a good, really good free throw shooter. I, I was just disappointed in Embiid. I don't know if he took them soft or he's hurt or he was out late, but something's up with Joel Embiid or something was in game four. Yeah, and I would not be surprised if you saw, maybe not four for 20 again, but if you saw an eight for 19, seven for 16, you know, which is not terrible, but it's definitely not Embiid level standards the rest of the way. I mean, he doesn't look like he's moving with the same ferocity that we saw throughout the regular season mm-hmm. and even in uh, round one. Nice usage of nice usage of ferocity. Okay, Thank fine. Uh, maybe Ben Simmons to Orlando was a little bit of a stretch, but like, if you put him on Cleveland, and you know, I don't want to wish Ben Simmons to Cleveland. Don't want to wish anybody to Cleveland. Shout out to our Ohio listeners. Um, it, I think it's just so much easier to build around him with shooting. And then you have him guard their five. And guess what? Their five then has to come out and guard Ben, and you run the offense through him with the pick and roll. Sure, they're going to go under everything, but Ben Simmons is good. Even if he's setting screens as your point guard, like he's a great passer, incredible vision. I just, I'm irrationally high on him because I really do see an element of Magic Johnson. And obviously, Magic was a good free throw shooter. Um, ben Simmons is not. And I, I'm sure you saw the uh, the video floating around Twitter, Rob, on Monday where Ben Simmons was warming up from like, I don't know, <laughs> oh, six yeah. feet away. Yeah. And he keeps trying to bank it in from like, not the dunker spot, but like maybe the second free, th- you know, where guys are standing on the free throw line. He's taking like eight attempts from that spot 
and he misses all of them and finally hits one and then he gets like a Bronx cheer like all right Ben yeah let's go and then he proceeds to miss like two more I mean just it's a bit of a cluster for Ben yeah that that may have been my favorite pregame hype video of all time I mean you can have your Steph Curry shooting it from half court <laughs> uh Russell Westbrook shoots it from the tunnel but give me Ben Simmons from seven feet away and watch him try to bank in 10 times and if he makes two you're happy Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, so we did a little bit on Hawks. Obviously, tonight, um, let's quickly touch. I'll save it for the end. Kyrie and his injury. He will not play tonight. All the sads for Brooklyn. You know, five days ago, Brooklyn was going to waltz to the title. (laughs) This is simply, this is just like the friggin' Lakers, guys. You know, if they go up 2-1, Anthony Davis is healthy. We got this on lock. And Anthony Davis goes down, and the Suns win three straight. Again, not going to surprise me. But we'll get to that in a minute. I, I need to talk about this Dallas Mavericks story. Um, I think it was the maybe the first email I got on Monday morning, or that I saw. But I, I'm going to read you exactly what Rob wrote. Luca, the next guy to sign the Max and force a trade two years later? And I was like, ooh, that's a spicy, you know, 7 a.m. take from Rob G. Well, I don't know what he's doing up that early. And... I read this story in The Athletic, inside the Mavericks front office, Mark Cuban's shadow GM is causing a rift with Luka Doncic. I've had this take, not necessarily on this, but it's, you know, when you zoom out, I I have this idea right now. When you look around society, the the carnival barkers sadly are winning, okay? The guys who shout the loudest, say the dumbest stuff, they're the ones who are excelling. Whether it's um, Elon Musk and Tesla, whether it is, um, uh, what's his face? Um, the other guy who's, uh, a ch- I just read a long story about him. Chamath, I'm not going to try to say his name. He's like a venture investor. He was one of the first Facebook employees. He's made millions of dollars. He's pushing SPACs. I don't want to get too business on you. But these guys are out here. He's touting uh, GameStop and all this stuff. And, and these guys are basically front men just screaming about stuff. And they're yelling and hyping stuff basically makes them, oh, they're smart, they're popular. That That's really, sadly, what's happening. Go look at social media. The guys who yell the loudest, dumbest shit are the ones who are getting ahead and successful. That's never been really been my MO. It just hasn't been. I, I, I'm not that guy. I will talk sports with anybody. I know all the dads who are buddies with me listening to this know, yeah, I, I will definitely go deep on Reggie Jackson and why he was a failure in OKC and, and oh, why ultimately he got rushed out of Detroit. And now he's having some success with the Clippers. Uh, I I can do all that. I love that. I'm just not one of these guys. Like, I will have strong takes, but I'm not going to be a carnival barker. And there is a guy who's with the Dallas Mavericks front office who was something of a gambling carnival barker. And his name, and Rob G., correct me if I'm wrong, Harlebob Vulgaris? That sounds right. Although Mark Cuban just calls him Bob. So if you want to make it easy, you know what? That's awesome. We'll call him Bob. So I personally do not know a ton about this guy, or I did not know a ton about this guy. He was an NBA gambler. You know, I don't want to say he was, you know, the greatest NBA gambler, but he had apparently an amazing run. He was written about by a guest we had last week, Henry Abbott. Henry Abbott tweeted about this. I, I profiled this guy way back. He doesn't do a lot of interviews, but on social media, he built up this following by being hey, man, I know everything about the NBA. This is going to happen and this these matchups and blah, blah, blah. He basically thought he knew everything and talked a big game. And maybe he backed it up gambling. Clearly, he was doing something right. I, again, I only have read about this guy. He's a prolific gambler. And again, when you say you're a prolific gambler, you know, it's like the guy who says, oh, I'm so honest. I'm the most honest guy. You can believe me. You can trust me. Like, that guy's full of shit. Um, I'm not saying that he is. I, obviously, he was a success, successful gambler because Mark Cuban saw something. 
and brought him into the Mavericks front office. And I'll never forget, I went to Mavs Lakers, one of the last games I saw before the pandemic at Staples. And I'm that nerd who goes like two and a half hours before the game so I can go courtside and yuck it up with the couple guys that I know. And, you know, uh, oh, I said this trainer, hey, what's up? And then, you know, a player he trains comes over. He's, oh, yeah, this is Jason. He's on Fox Sports 1. And the player, like, gives me the side eye. I'm not going to say that that happened at one point with Lonzo Ball, but it might have. Um, and, and and I go to this Mavericks game, and I'm watching Luka just in awe. He makes it look so easy. You know, guys are guarding him in, in the warm-ups. And this, I mean, it looks like I could guard that. And, and every shot's going in. It's incredible. And I see this guy who kind of puffs his chest out, and he's he's got the look of, I'm in control. I'm You know, he had people around him. And I didn't know who it was. So I asked him, who, who's that guy over there? I, 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 it must be a big wig in the front office. Or, um, Oh, that's Harlebob. He's the, the gambler that Mark Cuban brought in. And it's pretty clear the guy had some clout, no doubt, with the Mavs. Just the way he hang, hung out around the players and the coaching staff before the game. He was a person of interest. Like, I mean, you, you know, he's the analytics guy. I, I forget what the title is that he, he got. But Mark Cuban essentially ran, hired him. Just, you know, it was an outside-the-box hire. And I love those. I love I love going different. Hell, I'm different, you know? What do you think people said when Fox Sports won? Hey, we're hiring that guy who ran the big lead.com. Like, what? What does that guy know about TV? Come on, get out of here. And you know, they made a chance, and uh, things are going well, I like to say. Um, and I think they do, too. At any rate, he apparently, Harlow Bob, a.k.a. Bob, has been ruffling feathers for the last three years. And this comes back to the Carnival Barker thing. It would be impossible for a guy like Elon Musk or one of these other like big-name guys who have a following online to do just run their mouth all the time. It would be difficult for them to take a job where they're not in control. So this guy, Bob, apparently quickly got into control in Dallas. And he's now being called the Shadow GM. And there's a story in this athletic piece, which I highly recommend reading, about at the draft where everybody's doing it via Zoom, and then all of a sudden, they draft two guys that they're, what, what do we do? Who drafted that? And it basically, Bob made the call. And that's who they drafted, Josh Green and the kid from Stanford, Tyler Terry. Um, and it was like, nobody knows what the process is, but this guy has Mark Cuban's ear. Well, Mark Cuban is, you know, new money, tech guy, right? Um He's going to listen to an outsider. He's an outsider himself. Remember, Mark Cuban is a guy who tried to crack into Major League Baseball and be an owner. He's so new money and such a, a, a mouthy young guy that Major League Baseball said, we don't want you. You're not buying the Cubs. No, we're keeping you out of our club. And Mark Cuban got pissed, of course, um, which it's well within his right to do. But, like— that's the kind of guy Mark Cuban is. He's going to ruffle feathers. He's going to bring in a guy who may ruffle feathers. And now there's all this talk that, shit, Luca's about to sign his $200 million deal. And, oh, yeah, Bob, Mark Cuban's guy, his contract is up. And let's plant—now, uh, this is where it gets interesting. Let's plant this story right when the guy's contract is up about how much of a prick he is and how Luca doesn't like him, and maybe we can get him run out of town. Now, Ma, Mark, uh, <laughs> Rob. Mark Cuban has, you know, dumped cold water on all this, as he did uh, afterwards, saying it's bullshit. But he did end up giving a less it's bullshit statement to The Athletic before the story came out. Um, 
I don't know. This it feels like an unsettled situation in Dallas. All of a sudden, it was like, oh, we've got Luca, the best player in the NBA. We haven't got out of the first round yet, but we've got our act together. Oh, wait a minute. Here's a bomb that there's massive front office disagreement, and oh yeah, Luca hates this guy. What do you think the move is if you're Dallas? The move is what they were going to do even before the story came out is offer him the Supermax contract, which by all indications is he's going to take it. Even in that article, they said he's going to take it. But you may have to, I'm not going to say fire the guy, but you may have to move him to a different role. Well, that's, he's that, not going to take that. There's less, no way. These, these guys visible. with the big heads. Uh, well, sorry, go ahead. Well, I mean, that's, that's going to be his fault, his problem then. I mean... As impressive as he may be, as smart as he may be, because apparently he was really killing it as a sports gambler before he got with the uh, the Mavs, if you read the, the features about him. But the present and future of the Dallas Mavericks is Luka Doncic. And kudos to him for deciding, I'm going to have my cake, my $200 million Supermax contract, and I'm going to eat it too because I'm still going to hold your feet to the fire and make sure that you are doing right by me in the front office. He is not going to just idly buy, take this money and say, I'll be quiet and you know wait till the end of this contract before I really flex my muscles. He understands what he means to that franchise. He understands what he means to the NBA. And he's seen enough guys come before him and have shown us pretty clearly that these contracts don't mean a whole hell of a lot. Just because you have three years left on your deal doesn't mean you can't force your way out of town, James Harden. Just because you have two years left on a contract that you just extended in Oklahoma City that you can't force your way to the Clippers, Paul George. So he can get that $200 million Supermax contract and still, for lack of a better word, hold the Mavericks ransom to ensure that they are making the right decisions up top. Now, now, Rob, you are a Lakers historian. You are familiar with this. I'm sure a lot, a lot of people are uh, either remember this or knew it. But Magic Johnson basically ran a coach out of L.A. early. You remember this story, Rob? I do. Okay. He was a young guy. He ran a coach out. They get. I think Pat Riley came in, right? That is correct. And the rest is history. I'm not saying Luka is magic yet, but it's pretty clear the NBA is a superstar league. Okay? What the superstars want, the superstars get. And I know that, you know, a lot of people are not going to like to hear this, but if Luka Doncic says, I don't like that guy, Bob, I don't want him here, He's, I feel a negative vibe from him, blah, 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 he's got to be gone. And I know he's Mark Cuban's guy, and you, you're worried about giving your young star too much power. Obviously, you know, it, it, you do that, and it sets a precedent, right? Does it not? It's basically like, hey, Luca said he wanted that guy gone. He gone. Well, what if Luca says he wants Rick Carlisle gone the next year? Rick Carlisle did win a title with the Mavs. What if Luca says he wants, um, what's that guy, David Blatt, <laughs> the former Cavs coach, the European legend. What if he wants him? I... At what point do you, you know, basically kowtow to your star? Luca's 22 and he has not won a playoff series. This is going to be a lot more difficult than everybody thinks. It's not like, oh, you just fire the guy. Well, it, how does it make Mark Cuban feel? That, that all these guys in the front office hate this dude and planted a story with multiple 
examples of him being a prick? I mean, I, 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 I think you got to get rid of him, don't you? I, I, I don't see how there's any way around it. If, if Luca and your entire front office says we got this guy's got to go, and let's be real, uh, it's not like under Bob's stewardship they've done anything great. They haven't won a playoff series. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I think in hindsight, the Seth Curry deal was probably a train wreck. Would you not agree with that? I mean, like, I don't know how much power he's had, and if there's like a scorecard in the office of Dallas for who screwed up and who's done great. But I don't. I, I, uh, does this guy have a path to get him out of Porzingis? Like, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't get good vibes right now from the Mavs. And I have been champion number one, gassing up Luka Doncic. I think this is a problem. Mark Cuban's got to solve it. And I don't think it's as easy as everybody thinks. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I want to quickly wrap up the pod. You know, we haven't really talked about the Clippers in a couple of days. You know, these frauds that I keep bashing. And oh, man. Oh, man. Not again. Jason going in on the paper clips. Well, they get lucky. Donovan Mitchell on a bum wheel last night. Doesn't play well early. Jazz are up uh, down by like 25 in a heartbeat. And Mitchell finishes with 37. Everybody's going to say, oh, he scored 37. He's fine. No, he's not fine. You watch that first quarter, Donovan Mitchell was not nearly 100%, and the game was over. Never got down to single digits. Mitchell, 9 of 26 shooting. Clarkson had an awful game. And Kawhi cashed for me over his point total, 29.5. Cha-ching. Clippers are going to probably win this series, right, Rob? I mean, Mike Conley still on a milk carton? Like, bro, how, how, I mean, how's the hamstring? James Harden, how's the hamstring? Where are these guys? the playoffs it's so disappointing like the jazz go up 2-0 and i know i know jake jake they went up 2-0 without conley why can't they win well if mitchell's not 100 percent now and mitchell by the way just murdered the clippers the first two games and now he gets injured at the end of game three has to sit out and did not look good in the first quarter it was 30 to 13 after a quarter that was a wrap folks i mean they led by i think it was 20 at halftime like that was never a game now, I know the Jazz will come home and have the home court ad, uh, advantage for two of the final three, but I, I don't have a good feeling about the Jazz in this series. Unless Conley can come back. And, I mean, if he's still in street clothes, he's not even, like, warming up with the team. He ain't close. Like, how, how close could he be? So, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel good about the Jazz. And I will wrap up. I know uh, you guys love to send me the IG DMs. Um, as the audience of the podcast grows. By the way, I, I am kind of surprised we're still pulling big numbers here without the Lakers in the playoffs. Uh, I, so, you know, obviously the Lakers are, are a number one, one of the top draws in sports. Um, after the NFL, you know, Lakers are probably number one in American sports. I, Rob, is that, too, is that too hot of a take? I don't know. I mean, they have LeBron. No, I wouldn't say that's too hot of a take. Yeah, so... I, I am appreciative of the DMs, and I know you guys are like, oh, Jay, who you got tonight? You know, come on. Uh, Bucks, Nets in Brooklyn. I'm not I'm not backing Kevin Durant if he doesn't have his two wingmen. I, I don't see a—listen, I don't love in any way, shape, or form uh, this Bucks team. They got lucky in Game 3. 
and they pulled away in game four after Kyrie went down. Uh, the line opened at two. It's up to four and a half. Uh, I don't. I mean, the only way Brooklyn wins this is they try to grind it out, make it one of these 97, 95 games. Durant is going to get 30, maybe 35. Rob, I just don't know where the other points come from. Can you cobble together 50 points from Mike James, Blake Griffin, Joe Harris? By the way, Joe Harris is going to have zero airspace tonight. None. There's nobody to, There's nobody to sag off. Double KD, hug up on Joe Harris, and say, we will give Bruce Brown all the open threes he wants. We will give Blake Griffin all the open threes he wants. Like there, I, I don't know what the path is to victory. And, and I just I just need to say this. Rob, I think it's cheap and unseemly how people are saying, hey, LeBron carried Jeff Green to the finals a few years ago in Cleveland. Why can't KD? Okay. LeBron and Kevin Durant are different players. LeBron is like Luka. Makes everyone else around him better. LeBron, by the way, a few years ago was only, what, 32? Coming off no major injuries? And oh yeah, Kevin Durant's 32 coming off an Achilles. He doesn't set everyone else up the way LeBron does. LeBron's vision makes LeBron is like Magic Johnson and KD's like Michael Jordan. Those are real comparisons. I'm not getting hot takey here. That's the reality. I mean, we had Coutinho Mobley on here and say Kevin Durant's a better scorer than Jordan. And LeBron's been forever compared to Magic. Like, that's who his, um, you know, equivalent is as a player. LeBron, of course, a much better scorer and athlete than Magic Johnson, no doubt. I'm not saying, um, I'm not comparing the two. I'm saying stylistically how they operate, Magic, LeBron, KD, Jordan. Well, remember, Michael Jordan didn't win jack shit until Scottie Pippen and Phil Jackson showed up and they instituted a system called the Triangle. Steve Nash is a rookie head coach. Who is showing up as Scottie Pippen in the rest of the series? Rob, the Bucs are winning the next two games unless Kyrie or James Harden shows up. Agree or disagree? I would agree with that, but I think you are short-selling the the Nets a little bit. I think that you'll find out very quickly in Game 5 if the Nets have a chance because you'll see if the referees let P.J. Tucker... Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, rough up KD the way they did in game four. Because that's been a big talking point the last uh, 48 hours or so. Steve Nash going on the record as saying it didn't feel like basketball. Like it wasn't basketball physicality. You know, guys on ESPN, FS1 all talking about how physical P.J. Tucker was and pointing to he was three for 12 shooting. Kevin Durant was against P.J. Tucker in game four. If they come out in game five and they get P.J. Tucker for a quick touch foul or something like that, I think you're going to see this game is a lot closer than people would expect. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you discrediting Bobby Portis? Yes. The known goon from Chicago who beat up a teammate? I think he fractured a teammate's face. It was like a European guy. Yeah, it was uh, Nikola Mirotic. Oh, by the way, Mirotic is like Mirotic. a six foot eight big, big dude. And Bobby Portis just jacked him. Okay? Bobby Portis ain't quite the dog P.J. Tucker is, but Bobby Portis... You don't want to trifle. He's not to be messed with. And I I mean, I don't know that he's as good of a defender as 35-year-old P.J. Tucker. Um, Bobby Portis, by the way, got some votes for sixth man of the year, I think. Um, are you are you betting Nets here getting four and a half, or are you on the Bucks train? 
I mean, if I had to bet and put my money where my mouth is, I would still lean the Bucks because it's hard to bet in favor of a team with one star and a bunch of guys. But like I said, you'll see really early on how this game is going to play out. If they let them get physical with Kevin Durant, then everything that you talked about earlier is going to come to fruition. They're going to hug up on Joe Harris. They're going to dare Blake Griffin to take guys off the dribble. They're going to dare Mike James to create and, and be a scorer as opposed to a facilitator. But if they call a touch foul on Ke- on P.J. Tucker early or or they decide that Kevin Durant's going to have his space to move around, then he single-handedly can score 40-plus points and keep so, them in w- it. So, okay, so where are the other points coming from? That's my only thing. I mean, it'll be a collective. If, if Kevin Durant is going off, guys are going to have much more space than what you, you'd expect. Like, I know that Kevin Durant is the best scorer, I think, that I've seen maybe since Kobe, even before that. Ooh, um, okay. And that he could score from everywhere on the court. But for all of his greatness, I don't think Katie's ever scored more than like 55 in a game. I, I think something like that. I'll have to look it up here in a second. Um, but it's because he's so lethal from scoring all around the court is why he's such a great scorer. So if he gets it going during that game, especially early on, you'll see the court open up for the other guys where Blake Griffin can give you 14. You know, Joe Harris, if he hits a couple of threes, he might end up with 13. You know, uh, uh, are you going to mention TLC? No, I'm not going to mention TLC. Karebo, um, Landry Shamet, um, Nicholas Claxton. I mean, there was some Nick Claxton hype on this podcast like three months ago. Um, By the I way, just, Kate, KD's it. career high, 54 points. Ooh, you almost nailed that. Um, yeah. I, I, and I and if I told you that like in a, in a was it give me the, the uh, over under 55 or 54 and a half, I promise you, you probably would have took the over. I mean, Steph Curry has, must have at least 10 more, 10 games with over that. I don't know about all that. I think even he his might, might. career high might only be like 60. Well, I mean, it's like only 60, but it's like you'd expect guys who can fill it up that quickly from damn near anywhere. You'd expect them to be the ones who are 64, 65, 68. That's a fair point. And, uh, you know, they're not. Huh. Uh, well, I, I also, I forgot to add, I need to, um, I, I was going to take this sh- big shot at Rudy Gobert, how everybody's saying, oh, Rudy Gobert, he's a, he's the best player, most important player on the Jazz. Um, there was a moment in the third quarter like he had played 17 minutes in the game and had not attempted a shot. <laughs> this guy, the stifle tower, Rudy Gobert. I mean, come on, like Rob, he's not the best player on their team. He, he never was. Uh, I, I'll say this though. I am nervous for how angry Donovan Mitchell's going to be if they don't come through. Like he's at the stage in his career where he's like, we can't get out of the second round when we're up to nothing with home court advantage. Like everybody I have gets hurt. Like, I mean, at some point, Donovan Mitchell's probably going to have have one of these, like, hey, D-Wade, you're, you're a part owner now? Yeah, get me some help now or I'm asking out of here. I mean, it's got, we got to get close to that, right? They better win this damn series, the Jazz. Uh, I don't think they will, but uh, well, at any rate. Uh, so much of ahead. it depends on Kawhi Leonard. I mean, he he not talked about much because, the you know, the, the Clippers won going away there in the last minute and a half, but... Kawhi very quietly subbed himself out with about four and a half minutes left in that game and never came back. And I know after he, afterwards, he banged uh, knees with what's yeah, his name, right? with uh, Joe Ingles, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the TNT people asked him about it. And they said, "Hey, you're gonna be ready." He said, "I'll be ready to go in Game 5. And I'm not saying that he's not gonna play. I think he is gonna play. 
Yeah, I mean, he played even after he banged knees and he played a couple more minutes. But if he's limited in any kind of way, the same way that Donovan Mitchell looks limited right now, you mean to tell me that you're you're feeling super confident if you're a Clipper fan right now? Still got Paul George, bro. What are you worried about? <laughs> um, all right, uh, real quick, I, well, correction from earlier. The big soccer match today that you need to keep it locked for, France-Germany. That Those are two titans of the soccer world. Um, Rob G, will you be watching? Absolutely not. Come on, man. Get into soccer. I, I only watch the World Cup. That's it. That's in all honesty. Mm. Also, a programming note for anybody who's listened to all 35, 40 minutes of this podcast. Uh, I will be hosting the Dan Patrick Show on Friday. Oh, I know you're excited. I know you are excited. All right, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.